Welcome to Moving Upstream Without a Paddle, the podcast that helps develop a mindset for success. I'm your host, Dr. Garrett Goggins, but most people call me Dr. G. Now, I've dedicated my life to helping others understand that if you have the proper mindset, you can propel yourself up that proverbial stream with no paddle needed. Now, if you're constantly feeling like you're going against the flow, but you're never happy with your results, it's really time to flip your mindset. If that's something that you're ready to do, you've come to the right place. Now let's get to it. All right. So I am really excited to have this conversation with Daniel Matthews. Um, I've been looking forward to this, not only for my listeners, but for myself, because I just, she's just a very inspiring person. And I, we've, we've had a few conversations and I feel, um, I always feel like my energy is lifted after, after we have talked, or if I've listened to you talk and, you know, we have our, our Thursday morning call. And, um, so it's always a good time and I'm excited for listeners and people who are going to watch the live, um, just hear what you have to say. Uh, so typically what I do, Danielle, is I kind of just let you have, I call it the mic, but I don't know if you're you're using your computer mic, but um, just have the mic and kind of just tell what you want to tell, whatever whatever story it is that you're inspired to tell, and then we'll just go from there. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Okay. Go well, for it. Well, thanks for having me. I really what's coming to mind is to just share a little bit of my journey because it's through this journey that I've learned so much and have found that what now seems just normal to me is uh, incredibly helpful and inspiring to others because they haven't they haven't been through what I've gone through and uh, <laughs> and it's helping in a big big way. So I guess I'm going to take you back uh, eight years. I was hit by a drunk driver when I was 23 years old, and my life, Garrett, just went upside down. Uh, up to that point, I had I had graduated top of my class from one of the top universities. Uh, here in the U.S., University of Virginia, I had just, I was living my dream. I was living out in Colorado. I was snowboarding on the weekends. Like, life was good. <laughs> and I really loved my job. I was doing Teach for America, so working with just the most amazing kids. And all of a sudden, I couldn't handle natural light. I couldn't handle noise. Uh, I couldn't listen to music. Follow conversation because I was so overwhelmed by the input of, like, the air conditioning or someone you know, laying something down on the table, it all was so overwhelming to me. And I had intense migraines. I was basically in bed in a dark room for 18 hours a day. And I've been an athlete my whole life. And so my initial reaction was push through it. Like you can push through it, you can get through this, you know, it'll subside, like you can handle pain for a little while, just keep going. And I attempted to go back to work in that state. And it became so clear so quickly, like within five minutes <laughs> of me opening my mouth in front of the classroom that I, I couldn't do it. And I ended up losing my job, um, not because they wanted to get rid of me, but because I couldn't function in that role. And it didn't be there. So uh, with that, I lost my income. And so for the first time in my life, I was in this situation where I didn't know what to do. Because the path had always been so clear. Okay, if you do X, Y is going to happen, and you know you show up in this way, and things are going to unfold. And all of a sudden, I was in bed, unable to function, unable to really provide for myself. And <laughs> doctors were telling me, "We don't know. There's nothing we can do." And it turned into, 
okay, maybe in a month it'll clear, and then three months, and then six months, and then at a year, Garrett, they told me it was my new normal. And they said, you need to just shape your life around these symptoms. And I just thought, you know what? No. And I don't know what it was, in, and this is something that I'm just blessed that that's what came to me, because what came to me when my doctor said that was, well, you're fired. <laughs> that's not going to be my reality. 24, living at home, can't work, and I feel like hell every day. No. <laughs> and so I just, I just kept searching. And my, it was so interesting. I watched this movie. I don't know if you've seen this documentary. It's called The Crash Reel. And it was really impactful for me. It was a, a gentleman who came Kevin Pierce. He was top snowboarder, was like an Olympic level, competed with Sean White. And he sustained a massive brain injury uh, getting ready for the Olympics, and they were filming. And they kept filming uh, his recovery. And I watched him have to let go of these dreams he had and had created something new. And I just thought, well, if he could do that, what if I could do that? And I just went, okay. <laughs> this is how I started to look at things. I said, okay, it's a game. Like, <laughs> all right, this, there's new rules that got put on the game. You know, you can't go out, you can't do this, that, the other, right? All these things that in your 20s, you know, most people are doing. And I thought, all right, well, here's the challenge. How do I find happiness within these rules? How can I, because my choice is my choice. Like my internal response to this, at that point, it had been anger and frustration. <laughs> and I just thought, okay, what if I just decided, here we are, and let's create happiness from here. And so I started a gratitude journal. Like, people had talked about that, and I'd kind of been like, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, it rewired my brain. Like literally, I'd get to the end of the day and I'd go, okay, what was one thing I can be grateful for today? And it was awful. <laughs> you think about what my life was like, in bed, not doing much. It was like, and strawberries in my salad, like piece of delicious. Or a friend of mine called me to check in on me, or, you know, whatever it might have been. And so all of a sudden, I started only being able to think about the good parts of my day. And at this point now, in the past four, seven years, uh, I don't remember the bad things. <laughs> it's like they don't stick. And why would they? You know, where you put your focus, energy flows. And so now all my energy flows to gratitude and all the wonderful things that unfold in the day. But that little shift, it was what was really cool, is like my shift internally, all of a sudden, my family and the close friends that were around me still, they shifted. And they all of a sudden went, she's going to be okay. You know? And all of a sudden, there was this ease in everyone. And so, you know, people say when you shift, the whole world changes with you. Right? And I had never experienced something like that. <laughs> and that that was it. And I, I kind of like, uh, through a series of events, I ended up at the Amrit Yoga Institute when I healed. And I was getting trained in how to deliver yoga nidra, guided meditation. Because guided meditation ended up being one of those things I could be grateful for because I could do it. <laughs> I could lay down and I could listen to someone guide me through relaxation. And when I got well, I just thought, wow, I want to give this to others with brain injury. But what was crazy, Garrett, is I'm sitting there, I'm listening to this guru, and his name is Guru Dev, who's one of the gurus that came over from India in the 60s that brought these philosophies to the West, and uh, one of the ones that's still alive from that era. And he said, you know, life is a pretty simple formula. It's the external world plus your internal response that makes your reality. And I went... Oh my God, he's right. That's what I did. I decided, okay, external world, I can't control it. I brain injury, car accident. I didn't do anything wrong. The accident happened, right? But my internal response 
with being grateful for what I had made my world so different. And I thought, well, what if you apply that to every situation? What if that's just how you live life? And, you know, with COVID happening this year, I feel like so many people have been put in the shoes that I was in eight years ago, uh, fearful for their health, unsure of the next path. You know, they're losing their job, being stuck at home. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been there. I get it. I was there for two years. And we can decide how we want to respond to it. And it's been so fascinating. I don't know if you've noticed it, but watching how different people are, are reacting to this external thing that none of us really have control over, oh, it's creating totally different realities for people. And uh, it's, it's just phenomenal to see. And I just, if people apply that simple formula, whoop, you've got it. Like, you pick. <laughs> you get to decide. It doesn't mean you agree with what's going on, right? right. If you're not saying that. It's not approval. It's just, okay, these are the rules. All right, what can I do from here? Yeah, so a couple things. So um, as you were saying that I just kind of want to touch on. So your gratitude journal uh, and the what you what you were just talking about is just that you, that current situation and how you are reacting or more importantly responding because there's obviously a difference between reaction and respond. Um, so um, first of all, I'm glad that you're better and that you have come to this place where you are helping others that's that's a tremendous feat um and i just can't even imagine what you had to go through really to get there and because a lot of that there's a lot of frustration with um what you weren't able to do and then but then to sit down and start writing gratitude about um the things that you're grateful for in spite or despite of that situation that you're in that's a powerful thing and I didn't really, I didn't realize that myself. Um, so I was put in a situation as well. Um, nothing like that, but just life was happening. Um, financial stuff was going on. Um, I was going through a divorce and all this stuff was happening. So I lost my job of uh, 10 years. I was going through a divorce and all this craziness was going on. And I had turned to, um, alcohol and all kinds of other crazy things to really to do that and i went through three years of going through this situation and um i hit this this point in my life where um i was so at this bottom that i i wasn't grateful for anything i was really just 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 not and at the time i was living in florida and my kids were out here <clears throat> and then my kids came out to visit me in florida and that really just changed everything because then there was this the sense of oh my gosh i have these these awesome kids and i was so grateful that they were there um at that time and things just the my whole emotional state changed just from that one thing and i really started saying i have so much to be grateful for because even though i was jobless and all this i still had a place to live i still had i had some money coming in i had some contract stuff coming in but and I started realizing what I was grateful for and the things that happen once you flip that, right, is, um, you know, I would go to job interviews and, and nothing would happen. And it was, I firmly believe that looking back, you know, going backwards, you have this telescope and you're going, it's because your mindset was not there. You were defeated. You were completely defeated. You felt like you had nothing to give. And so your future employers were picking up on that. And so when I flipped that gratitude aspect um, and being grateful for what I did have, I began to get my confidence back because there was stuff to live for. There was all of these things. And so it wasn't long after that, I moved back to Colorado and 
started going to job interviews again and boom, just landed like immediately landed a job because everything changed, right? And so that gratitude piece, and that's so important. I don't think people realize that, that if you can just, and I've actually in, I have a group that coincides with the podcast um, of moving upstream without a paddle where I'm actually talking about this abundance versus a scarcity mindset. And every time I do little lessons like this, gratitude is always part of it because it's such a powerful thing, right? So that is, that's very important for what you were saying. And then this whole other perception of um, what is going on outside. And I think gratitude helps this. If you're already doing a gratitude journal or you're feeling grateful for what you have, all these pieces like the COVID and, and all the stuff that's going on, um, it's less impactful for you in a, in a negative way because you're already in this state of I'm so thankful for what I have in spite or despite of this. So um, those are just really good points for that yeah. I just wanted to touch on. Well, I want to say something you made me think of. Speaking of gratitude, it's because of the vibration of gratitude. I didn't understand this for a little while and, and someone started sharing with me, look, you know, there's laws of the universe you don't realize, like law of gravity, I'll understand it. And if we're for us or against us, it's always working. <laughs> and there's this law of vibration. And I had never heard it. People talk all the time about the law of attraction. And I was like, okay, I kind of get it, whatever. And someone said, well, you know, it's actually a secondary law. The primary is the law of vibration. And I went, what? And they said, look, every, you, you feel it, right? You've walked into a room you and you felt a person's energy, the vibration they're on. And we know that fear, anger, apathy, it's low vibration. Really, that's there. And you said, whenever I'm around you, Danielle, I get up-leveled because my vibration is much higher because I'm living at this state of being grateful, being excited because I don't have brain injury anywhere. So it's like, anything could happen. And I'm like, listen, I don't have brain injury. It's gonna be okay. And I just live in that space. And so you feel that, right? And you wanna be around, you don't even know why you wanna be around or like you're communicating in that job interview and you're saying the right things, but they're picking up a totally different vibration. And it's like, they couldn't probably even verbalize. And it's like, eh, not him, right? And it's like, why? You know, he's saying the right thing, resume has it, no, I'm not the right people. And it's, it's that, like we have this sense, we can pick it up. And also we get to pick our vibration. So even if, even if you're like, you know, feel like, oh man, life's not going my way or I need to change it, you get to pick. You know, it's kind of like that internal response. Okay, I'm just going to set my vibration high. Well, how do you do that? Listen to music, dance, you know, watch funny videos on, on YouTube. Like, make yourself laugh. Talk to somebody that makes you excited. Like, any of those things get your vibration high. And then you're like, a magnet. <laughs> so when you're here, other things can reach you. But if you're, like, down below on another vibration, you totally miss out on what's happening above. So it's just, right. you know, it's really powerful. To me, it's like, that's the secret. <laughs> that's everything. If you can get your vibration right, it all comes in. And the other thing you said that really got me thinking was, um, you know how I said that I look at life as a game? And you were talking about how you didn't feel like, you know, your, your life was kind of spinning down. And that's that you kind of have more down vibration. And it gets in. You get purpose again. If you think about a game, any board game, any game you play, like, if there was no purpose, if we weren't, fighting something or trying to get somewhere, the game would be pointless, you know? And if we were gonna win, you don't wanna play. Like, it's, it's the challenge that makes it fun. So in life, it's not too hard. It's, look, there's gonna be challenges, 
and they're part of the fun of it. It's because that's what's going to make you grow. It's what's going to do things. All of the, all of the rest of that. And it was just easy. It's boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> the obstacle course is what makes it fun. And it makes us learn what we're made of. It makes us pull stuff out of us we didn't even know was there. But the thing is, you need to be on purpose. You've got to have a direction you're moving and a reason to get up. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're feeling like you don't have it, it's got to pick a purpose. And, you know, you don't have to get it all figured out. Just pick one thing. And as you take that step, like, then the next step becomes clear. It's like, okay, maybe that wasn't where I wanted to go, but it led me to this. And now that's going to lead me over here. That's how my life's been, you know. <laughs> what I do now is I never would have guessed <laughs> that I'd be doing what I do now. But uh, is this kind of how the game's unfolding? Yeah, and and I, you know, I, I was talking to um, our mutual friend Dolly. I was talking to her yesterday about this, the same the same concept. Like I look at my life now, or everything that's going on. Um, if anybody's put together uh, a puzzle, you know, and you get all these puzzle pieces, and you flip them all over, and then you have this picture, right, that you're trying to match, and you're taking this piece and you're kind of just putting it in there until you get this picture. And that's really kind of been my life this past this past year, um, and I know we've talked about, and I was always saying that 2020 has just been an, a phenomenal year for me, and it started off because I have this mental picture now of where I want to go, or what I want to do, this purpose that you were talking about, and what's really interesting is the more I take those individual steps that you were you're referring to, um, I refer I. I liken those steps as to picking up that a piece to that puzzle and just going oh that fits right here oh <laughs> that fits right here and eventually what i'm seeing happen and you know it's it's my where i'm at right now in my goals or in my purposes it's that puzzle still not completely put together but i can see what's on the table is quickly starting to match what i was envisioning in my head and so it's just that's an amazing thing and and what's cool if you think about when you're doing the puzzle and it, it's i don't want to maybe not excitement but as you're putting that together the even doing that puzzle the feelings that you're getting go oh wow this is really coming together oh wow this is really coming together and it comes from all these really you know odd pieces and colors and 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 shapes and all the stuff that you just say oh yeah this works this works and it's just been that's been an amazing aspect in my life and it really goes to what you're saying is i'm just taking these little steps and everything else is going oh okay well now i can go here oh now i can go here or now i can go here and it's been because honestly did i ever see myself doing a podcast or having mindset programs or 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 even anything really i'm like no really because i i was a high school dropout ran away from home and really i had no vision of where i wanted to go at that point and but now yeah it's just it's just been it's, and it just blows it, every day i wake up going man my life is pretty flipping awesome so um. <laughs> i love it and it's like I, that visual is so perfect in the puzzle pieces i was i've always been told by mentors of mine and you know people that have, that have walked the path before me and, and kind of get this space that we're in which is like trying to create something from nothing and like where do you even go and it seems so confusing but reality is we can create our reality we get to pick how we want to live our life it's so unfortunate you know when i had my brain injury i was sitting on the sidelines of life for a while here and i was watching my good friends i was watching my family and it was this they were like plugged into this program and they were just like in the loop. And they couldn't see a way to break free of it. And 
I was in that same loop. My accident, you know, chucked me out of it, not by choice. <laughs> I just, I hadn't drawn out of it. And then I had this perspective where I could look and I go, hey, like they're not happy. My friends are not able to go home for Thanksgiving because they don't have the time off work. And so, you know, they're missing out on family. They're having to choose, you know, what seemed like impossible choices to me. You know, do, do I have to get the paycheck to go do this? And can I have the freedom to go be with this relative you know, that, that we need right now? And I just thought, no, I'm not going back to that. I'm, I'm going to create it how I want to create it. And someone told me, and I have to keep being told it, keep being told it, <laughs> part of the co-creation process, we're here to create life. Like, we get ideas all the time, and, like, they're coming to us because we're, we're unique. You know, I think of these, like, instruments in, a, in an orchestra. You know, like, if I'm comparing myself to, I don't know, a drum, you know, and I'm meant to be this beautiful, like, clarinet, I'm going to think I'm, I've failed now, but no, I'm meant to sing my song. I'm meant to do this. Like it's coming to me for a reason. And all we can do is act. And this is the hardest part because I want to see, I want to see all, a whole staircase. <laughs> like I want to see exactly where I'm going and I already want to be there. But here's the thing, like the bridge would already have been built. You know, you'd already be there if you knew how to get there. And the bridge is never going to start being built to that until you take the first step. It's like, the co-creation process, our role is just to find what excites us and act. And then it's like the universe, you know, just starts lining up. It's energy, right? It's just it's that wall vibration. All of a sudden, oh, you're doing this. Boom, we're going to bring this in. And boom, we're going to bring that in. And so the hows, the whens, the wheres, the whos, like we're not supposed to worry about. I don't know about you, but constantly I'm like, okay, well, when is it going to happen and how is it going to happen? But we don't know. And like when you turn around and you connect the dots backwards, you're like, oh, that was kind of crazy how it all came together. And like, I could never have guessed that. <laughs> you know? right, there's, just, right. there's something working out there beyond us. And, uh, you know, we just get into action. And it's so cool because as soon as you take that step, it's like the bridge starts to get built underneath. And like that puzzle, like you said, it starts getting put together. And so all of a sudden, the bridge is built. Like you're on the other side. The puzzle magnets the whole picture. And you're like, wow. And then it's let's do it again. <laughs> right? Right. Like we're never done, you know. Yeah, and the I think with that, and while we're talking about the lot, you know, these these vibrations and how, you know, we're connecting with people who who have the same vibrations. What's interesting about this, and you know, and not having to look at the whole staircase and just going for the that one step, is that the. The, the people and resources that you need that to, to, to find success in your goal, it's, it's interesting how that vibrational, it's, it's a pool, right? And it's not just, and I think that's the, the other important part about the vibration is, and that's where the law of attraction actually comes into it, right? So you're actually pulling in these resources too, because we hear this all the time in, in our group, you know, what we're, what, what we're seeking is also seeking us. And so in a lot of people, they get into this analysis paralysis about going forward and trying to get into their, you know, for their goal, but they have to, you just have to realize that when you take those steps and you raise your vibrations, you're actually attracting the people and the resources that you need to meet that goal. And so you don't have to have all the answers right the answers just kind of come and that was a hard thing for me because i'm just like you i had to say all right i need processes i need to know what i have to how is this going to work and so just to take these these immaculate leaps of faith and go out there and but it worked it it was something that it was just and it's and it 
to, I mean, like I said earlier, I just, I'm dumbfounded sometimes by going, how the heck did that just happen? I needed to take a time out to give a quick shout out to my friends and sponsor, Tabala Cuisine. If you're a local to the Colorado Springs area, I would strongly suggest to go to their website at tabalacuisine.com, find out their next location, and rush over to put your taste buds in a state of bliss. The food is amazing. And truly, there really is no better way to prepare yourself for flipping your mindset than to get into a positive space with good friends and good food. So go see my good friends Jasper Axelrad and the crew at Tabala Cuisine today. You'll be happy that you did. I actually want to talk about something with you uh, because it really correlates to to my goal and it's kind of something that you did. So let's talk because you you and the the yoga the yoga nidra. Um, Tell me more about that because you have a class that you just created, but I want people to understand what more about what the yoga nidra is and, and then we can get into yeah. your class. So little, let me take you back to when I was recovering. Uh, my mom, one of the things I couldn't do was fall asleep. My brain was constantly falling. I was in bed all the time, but it was like an hour or two and I was alert again. So it was never restful sleep. And my mom, she had owned a yoga studio in Annapolis, Maryland. She's also teaching training at the local community college at teacher training. And she brought in this woman, her name is Monica Desai, and she was teaching something called Yoga Nitra, uh, which stands for yoga sleep. And my mom said, you know what, Danielle, I think this might be able to help. This was designed, and it walks you down through the different brainwave states into that delta wave, the same one you're in. And she said, let's see if we can't reprogram, you know, your body to remember how to do that. Alright, we're the So, uh, she the first night she guided me through it. I slept and I slept through the whole night. I fell asleep right after I slept through the whole night, and I went, "Oh my gosh, mom, you got to record it." <laughs> so she made a recording, and what was interesting is I just like intuitively, when I was feeling a migraine coming on, or I was feeling a panic attack, you know, depressed, I would I would go into a dark room and I would just do this yoga nidra she had recorded. And I would ultimately, at the end of it, I feel better. I didn't understand why. And then Kami was writing a book on yoga and was citing research because now the Western world is like, what is this meditation step? Something to it. Let's see what's really happening in the body. And Kami was like, Danielle, I don't know how to cite research. <laughs> Can you help? Because uh, she knew my situation. I wasn't able to work, but my degree was in biology. And so I was like, yeah, I can cite research and look it up all day long. So I would do that like 20 minutes a day. You guys do. I would go unwell. But she just said, look, I've got like a year to write this thing. Like, as you can, when you can. And so there, all this stuff kept coming to me that was about like literally shifting your brain. Like the neural connections in your brain are getting in your prefrontal cortex, which is helping you with not being so explosive in a reaction. It's helped because I was getting this like sense of inner peace and calm. I'm like, where is this coming from? But it was because of this practice. And I started reading, wow, it's dropping your cortisol levels. Oh my gosh, it's about to show me the serotonin. Like, wow, I felt all this. And so Kalmany said to me, she said, Danielle, when you're well, uh, I'd love to give you the ability to learn how to deliver your And initially I was like, eh, my mom's thing. I don't think I'll do that, but thanks. <laughs> and, and 
and then, you know, and I also was like, I'm not getting well from this. Like, this is, you know, I mean, this is permanent. Um, but thank you. Amazing, amazing discovery of later health. We got the conversation for another day, but it's what allowed me to, to get well from my brain injury. When I got well, I ended up moving down to Florida. And I remember Tommy saying, like, she had this pot was down there. So I called and I said, listen, I'm in Florida now. Like, is that still an offer? And what are you doing? And, and she said, Danielle, program is starting. And it turned out it was two hours after I moved. So I went, okay, <laughs> I think I'm meant to do this. Garrett, I never in my life have, have felt that I was in the right place at the exact right time, exactly where I was supposed to be. It was like the starting of a new chapter for me, coming out of this brain injury, about to step into life. And I go here and I think I'm going to learn how to deliver guided meditation. And I sit down, and comedy says, do you want to meet my dad? And I'm like, question, sure. <laughs> Turns out her dad is Guru Jeff. Her dad is the guru that came over. I met his teacher at the age of, I think, 16 or 17, and brought these teachings over. He found it from Polly Institute, and now he was doing offering yoga. So important, still alive. And so I got to meet him, and oh my gosh, just talking about that vibration, that he's just on a whole other plane. And being in that space and in that presence, it's just like, wow, I'm in the presence of love. He's so amazing. But the first five days of this program, unbeknownst to me, were really an immersion into why yoga nitra was even a thing that was developed. And Kamini started it out. She said, the yogis way back thousands of years ago asked the question, if there was a single truth that if known would solve everything, what is that truth? So if there's a single truth that if known solves everything, what is that truth? And they spent their lifetimes trying to figure it out, and they did. And then they developed Yoga Nidra as a tool to help the layperson access that truth and experience it, and then know it to be true and be able to live from that space. And I don't, I don't want to give it away, but but the the rest of that was just a deep dive into these yoga forms, uh, which you know, it's not religion, right? It's just. It's I think of them as like universal truths. I told my mom, I'm like, I feel like I got the secret to life when I went there. And so fast forward, you know, I ended up leaving there. I started giving yoga nidra classes. I started, I went way beyond the brain injury. I was going into psychology's office, yoga you know, studios were having, you know, workshops, doing privates, doing things with Parkinson's groups, like just so much. And it was just beautiful to see again and again, first time someone does this, you drop into that meditative state. And it doesn't matter if you've never done meditation before. This is known as like the one that takes deep. And so <laughs> it's something like I have a 20 minute one available on my website. I just want people to experience it. And so they can go there in 20 minutes if you get this profound sense of relaxation. But kind of fast forwarding to now and just bringing this all together with like take the step when you don't know what the next step is and all of that. Um, I realized that, you know, <laughs> with COVID, so many people right now are struggling and there's a lot of fear and there's anxiety and there's all those things that I felt eight years ago with my brain injury. And I know that this practice and these teachings allowed me to kind of break free of that and, and create my world from within. And so I went, that's what the world needs. How in the heck do you get it? And I had this idea. It was like, Daniel, you have it all. 
you just need to make it accessible to everyone. Everyone's at home, everyone can get online. And I went, okay, but like, how do I, and so all these like questions went in my mind, but I just went, no, act. Okay, so what can you do, Danielle? You can record the videos. <laughs> so I literally, I called a friend of mine, because I just moved into a place, like it's not settled, there's no nice background, right? And I, I called her and she said, hey, I'm gone this weekend, you can use the house. And so I recorded these videos of, of these teachings, right? This, this truth, and I, <laughs> The name of, of the series, it just came to me so clearly, it's The Single Truth. Because it's this single truth that if known, it's going to change everything. And so <laughs> it was it was just crazy how, okay, so I did the recording, and I went, now what do I do? Right? I'm like, now you're crazy. Like, what do you do? And then I went, no, okay, get them online. So then, you know, made a YouTube channel, got them online. I was like, okay, well, how do you make this accessible to somebody anywhere in the world, different time zones? Like, they want to be able to take it when they take it. I was like, oh, got to get it in, like, an automated system. To start looking that up and we all came together and here it is it happened <laughs> i'm i'm so excited because it's like perfect time in the holidays you know we're just at the start of december almost coming and people are wondering what to give and i just thought what a beautiful gift to be able to share this single truth right mm -hmm. i can't think of a better thing to do and there's no risk of covid you can't right you have to see anybody it's just an exchange however you want to do it and uh Anyhow, that, that's how this all <laughs> started from then came to now, and like, who knows now where we're going. Right. Well, and I want to say, just because I've <clears throat> I've done meditations, and, I, and I, I promote meditating, I mean, a lot. So even to people in my program, like, meditate, meditating is such an important aspect. It just, it really is, because if you can get this to calm down, like, you really can't make changes up here until you can you know bring some some order to the chaos i guess is the best way the best way to put it at least for me and i always had you know a lot of people say i can't i can't meditate i can't meditate and a lot of the reason why they can't meditate is because they they get frustrated but they have to understand that that's all kind of part of it in the beginning right they get frustrated because your thoughts are coming and i you can't calm the thoughts and in this well yeah of course because you haven't calmed your thoughts and ever so what makes you think you're going to do it in a single meditation right so um so i got better better at meditating and then um i was blessed enough to be able to sit in on one of the, of the yoga nidra ones and I have to say, and, and I will, I will be a proponent for this for the rest of my life because that was the most. I have never had a meditation where literally, I had calmed my mind to the point where, I was just, I was at complete peace. Right, those thoughts that everybody talks about, um, they just, they, they were there for a little while. But with what you were doing, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's for every aspect of yoga nidra but the touching and you know, the little parts of your face and then going down and and the different parts of your body that you're being focused on it just seemed like it was just the best thing to calm all that and then i don't know if i fell asleep or not i really don't remember i felt like i was because i remember hearing your voice um but i was just i was i was not it was it was really weird but yet really calming and really refreshing. So I came out of that, that meditation just, oh, wow, that was amazing. And so when you said that you were going to release this, um, the class, I jumped on it. I mean, I think, I think it was the same day you told me you were putting it out, maybe the day after I, I went in there. 
I mean, a friend of ours, um, Titus and I both, we went in on it and said, we're doing it. We got to, we just got to, we got to do it. So that was really cool. So, but there was something that you said, um, about the meditation. I think that I want people to, to hear and you said it so well, but it was about those thoughts and you did this analogy about the thoughts in the boat. And, um, can you, can you give me that? Cause I think that's where people get hung up on meditations. And I believe that that analogy that you said it actually helped me because you did that right before the meditation and then we had the, med the meditation and I, I think it really helped so could you yeah. give that analogy real quick Absolutely. Yeah. before I do that I just want to say when you're sharing like I don't know where I went and where I asleep like that's the meditative state <laughs> so the meditative state is like the place you go every go there every night right before they fall asleep like oh, these yogis, I think, knew they were doing 6,000 years ago and they figured out a way to get us there, going through the same biological process of sleep, like we all know how to do it. And that's what I love about yoga nidra, is that it's not like, okay, sit up, sit straight, be still, notice the silence, and then all you notice is your thoughts going wild. Plus you're like, oh my God, my back's uncomfortable, my, like, no, it's what's numb. Yoga nidra, you be lying down. You gotta be supremely comfortable. It's like, it's just this bliss state that you get your body in, like you're treating yourself to something wonderful. And and then you just listen, you know, there's nothing to do. So uh, what I, the analogy, I, I'm just gonna walk, I'll walk them through the way I walk you through it. So what I told Garrett and some others to do is, look, close your eyes and picture yourself sitting on a beach. And it's just you, the beach, and the water, as far as you can see. And then all of a sudden you see a boat. The boat starts coming in from the right hand side. And the boat's moving. But when it gets towards the center of your vision, like all of a sudden all you can see is this boat. It's taking up your entire vision. But it is moving. And so it keeps going. And then now it's going off on the left side. So then you're just standing there again. You need to be in the water. And then open your eyes. This was an exercise that Kamini did the first day after she said that signature thing. She said, she ran up through this. And then she said, listen, are you the boat? And I was like, is this lady crazy? <laughs> Where am I? What am I doing? Uh, no, right? I'm on the boat. <laughs> I was watching the boat. I was standing on the beach. I'm the observer of the boat. Like, ridiculous question. And she said, well, wait a second. At one point, wasn't the boat all you could see? Well, yes. And it took up everything, but I was the one observing it, so therefore I could not see it. Right. And she said, now, what the yogis say, just think of your thoughts as the boat. Is it not true that you are there before, during, and after a thought? Even if it takes up your entire vision, all you can see is that thought. You're emotionally engaged in it. You know, it's raging maybe, but you're the one observing it. When it passes, you're still there. So who is that? And that's what it's all about. <laughs> and it's getting it's getting to access with that and realizing, wow, I'm more than my thoughts. And what does that mean? And what am I really capable of? And who is that? <laughs> and what do I do with that knowledge? Right? And and what are these thoughts here for? So that's and that's really what this series gets into. Uh that's that truth, right? How do we now, okay, now that we're knowing this, realizing this, what do we do with it? Cultivated because our society just sucks us out. It's just what it does. We are, it's information overload. And you know, with the news, like I, I do small doses, I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't want to be under a rock, but 
if you sit in front of the news for too long, it's gonna, it's about vibration. Their vibration is fear. And it's not good to be around. Like it's gonna bring your vibrations down. So, you know, the world kind of <laughs> has a lot going on. Uh, if you go inward, like I said, if it's fucked out there, because then that's in control. You don't want the external world in control. You've got to, you've got to master the inner world so you can start creating. And this is kind of, it all, it's all part of everything that we've been talking about. This is just, it's so powerful. I just, what I love about it is what you said. It's like, the first time I ever did it, it was the most powerful thing I've ever done. That's how I felt when I did it. And, and then I realized, oh my gosh, some people have never had an experience where their thoughts have stopped. I know my, my mind used to be one that raised all the time. I remember looking at like friends of mine, the guys I was dating, like, what are you thinking about right now? Nothing. We're hanging out. Like, you're not thinking about anything. <laughs> I thought about a hundred things since I've been sitting here. <laughs> and that's how my mind used to be. And now it's silent. And it's so amazing because like that idea to make this virtual series, I know it popped in because my mind was silent and I could hear it. There's ideas always floating around us. And it's just, are we aware enough? Are we, are we present enough to pick it up? And uh, well, we are <laughs> powerful things can then be unfolded. Yeah, and I—I I, I don't know. I—I I don't. I'm not one that. I, how, how do I? What am I trying to say? I'm not one that has just this massive thing of of thoughts. Just you know that consuming. I mean, I'm just like everybody else. That there are nights where my mind is like, "Hey, guess what?" <laughs> and let's just focus on this for about five hours. You know. I just, just want to go to bed so i mean that does happen but i know there's just a lot of people that you know i know a lot of people who have anxiety and that anxiety is just it's fueled by this constant bombardment of of these whatever and 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 i just your analogy i'm like if you could if all these people can just realize that those thoughts aren't you they're not you just just say oh i recognize that thought now let's just move on and i know some for, for some and i don't want to even um feel like i have all the answers for everybody because you know i'm not in that state i've never been an anxious person i guess is what i'm trying to say but i just have to believe that if people can master what you're talking about here and and realize that I'm just going to recognize this. I'm going to say, yes, okay, great. I have this thought and then watch it sell off into the left hand side of the, of the, of the mind, of the mind screen that that anxiety would start to just die down and even, and depression and all that. If you can just realize that all these thoughts that are making you have these negative um, feelings and whatever that you will begin to calm you will begin to feel whole and, and, now you can move forward and that's why i was really excited to have like i'm clapping my hands like people on a podcast are going to hear that i'm I'm really excited daniel that you would be here because i think it's so important just like what you were saying in today's what's things that have gone on a year 2020 wow if we could just realize that we can just take that recognize it and let it go just let let it go we could begin to have a better that everybody's 2020 would have not have been as yucky, I guess. As, right. Well, it's so as funny it because, like, it depends on who you talk to, right? Like, we're talking at the beginning, like, well, it's that external world and the internal response. Me, here's interesting 2020. I left Florida. I'm, like, literally, I was going to buy a house there and settle, and then all of a sudden, it became 
very clear to me that that's not what I was supposed to do. And I was like, okay, talk about just taking one safe, take a seat. I went, my heart's in Colorado. I meant to go back there. Got out of the, got out of this contract on the house, put everything in my car that was fit, sold the rest, drove to Colorado. Had had nowhere that I was going to be moving. <laughs> you know? Luckily, a friend said, hey, you can stay with me for a little while. And um, <laughs> I found a place in a crazy scenario. I was at a networking event at a lunch where the person had messed up. We didn't get the private room. We're out in the middle of everybody. I'm like, really? You know, yes, I want to grow my business. But right now, I just really need a place to live. So if you know anybody that's like doing a rental, whatever, it turned out someone in the restaurant was just there with his girlfriend overheard me. And said, hey, my roommate last night got a job in New York. We have a six-month lease. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that happened, though. And I'm like, okay, great. I get settled. It's March. Everything shut down. And I went, no, am I supposed to grow my business? I just moved to a new place. I had this whole plan about how to get out in the community. Now, what do I do? And thank goodness I have this knowledge of, okay, eczema world, what's my internal response going to be? And I went, pivot, Danielle, pivot. What is this, what does this challenge make possible? How else can you meet people? And then it was like, the answer was so obvious, like the internet. <laughs> so, so it forced me onto Facebook, which interestingly enough, April, May, June comes along, I meet Dolly through Facebook, which is ultimately how you and I got connected. So like, it's just so nuts how things unfold. And I, I look at this and I go, what a beautiful year because I got to learn a new skill set. I got to see what I was capable of. I had to relearn how to grow my business, but I've been growing for five years in a completely new manner. It's like I started from square one. <laughs> but now I'm like, well, business work went international because now I got the internet in front of me. It's not just, you know, the 20 mile radius that I'm driving. So, you know, whoever's listening to this and wondering or feeling like you've got that anxiety here, I was talking about, I've been there. I mean, I used to have panic attacks here that would soak my shirt because I cried so much. My whole body was broken. And it was because those thoughts became so overwhelming. I was suffocated by them and overwhelmed by them. And then the adventure is what helps me cultivate this inner peace and go, no, 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 there's more than that. There's that space. That space is my comfortable. I want to rest in that space. And then those those thoughts and anxieties get off to the left side. And all of a sudden I wasn't attached to them. So when you're in that space, you can then be open to create. You don't just react. So, huh. All right, this is happening. <laughs> so, what is this possible? What am I going to do now? And then you don't have to have it all figured out, but like, take the steps you can. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, one, one other real quick point that I'm going to touch on, and then I do something at the end of the podcast where I have these these card decks called pod decks, and they're just random questions. Um, I like to keep it fun. I try to, I mean, because we ask them, sometimes we have some serious topics. So if I can just get some random and break the conversation up a little bit, but it always seems to be still based around what we were still talking. I don't know why it does that, but still it is. But one point you were saying is, so what's cool, and, you know, we, we, we were talking a lot about laws, you know, law of vibration, law of attraction, and there's this this law of uh, polarity, right? For every every um, amount of bad, there's an equal amount of good. You just have to know how to look at the good and 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 rework it and that's exactly what you did right oh crap everything's shut down so where's the good in that oh well i learned a new skill i learned how to do things on the internet i and i learned and you did this because you were talking a little bit about 
this morning about getting your your class up there there are things about you you didn't know what to do you're like well i don't know how to set up the store i have no idea to, how to do it and the guy that you usually did is like i don't work weekends figure <laughs> figure it out and you did so you, now here you have another new skill and and i have looked at your story it looks great it looks awesome and and um so i think that's another important point that people should realize that for every amount of bad there's the equal amount of good you just have to look you just have to <laughs> flip that mindset and say oh there's the good in this and i think that with with small businesses and things that have <laughs> overcome COVID is because they did that they're like all right i have to pivot at what do i have to do and say and then they go wow now i'm set up for when COVID's over i have this whole new business model that's going to be amazing and where i can appeal to both to both crowds so i think I think that that was very important. Um, so thank you for for bringing that up. Um, so these cards again, I, some of them can be a little a little bit out there. If they get too outlandish, I kind of just skip them. But try to randomly okay. pick some questions, and I have to answer them too. And so you're, I'm not just putting you on the on the on the spot here. I'm putting myself on there too. So um, all right, let's see. <sighs> Which words or phrases do you most overuse? <laughs> I say the word right all the time. Because I'm like, are you with me? Like, it's like this, right? Like, <laughs> I say that way too often. I look into myself and I'm like, oh, I have no idea if I did it on today's podcast. If I did, like, I'm going to be I say it all the time. And I think it's just like, you're with me, right? Like, let's do this, right? Like, you know, you get like, wall vibration, right? Like, I say right a lot too, but my biggest one is, you know, you know, you know, I will say, you know, and especially, you know how, you know, um, there are times when people give speeches that there's those filler words and and they say, well, don't do ums and whatever. Mine is, you know, so if I'm thinking, I'll say it just comes out and and I I hate every time I'm like, stop saying, you know. Because I don't know, <laughs> that's just my filler word. I know, I know, I know, I know. Right, and I—it's interesting because I took a, a course with someone that taught you how to speak, and she said, "Look, just take a breath because your audience is I talk fast sometimes, and I realized that yeah, when I just if I get through the breath going rather than just a filler, if I just pause the breath, I can't remember the breath. to start again. So. <laughs> right <laughs> all right next question um which talent would you most like to have actually pretty good I did I wouldn't have never thought of that so my my talent is I wish I well and I probably have a talent I just I probably just need to work on it but um, more but I have always wanted to play the guitar like I don't know like Eric Clapton or somebody who is just just you drop your jaw every time you listen to him play 
So, I mean, I, I play the guitar a little bit, um, just kind of on a, a hobby type level, but I always wanted to be able to play lead. And um, so my son, who is 15, he's like, well, I want to learn. I'm like, cool. So I taught him chords. And next thing I know, he's out here playing lead guitar. I'm like, I kind of hate you right now, but I mean, not really. <laughs> it's just that's I've always wanted to do that. And um, but I'm sure if I actually applied it, I, I probably could. I just, just I was just, every day. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I don't know. It's just I got so many other things to do that that's kind of I live vicariously through him. And it's actually cool because since I don't play lead, I can I can play chords and then he can just go over that. So it's good quality time. But sometimes I would like to just, you know, take the lead. But yeah, funny as you're saying that, I, uh, I just recently started taking ballroom dance classes. I thought, what can I do during COVID that like, is fun? They don't do group classes, but they do private. And uh, I can't even hear one. <laughs> 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 so, I'd say a talent that I really would like is to be able to hear the beat of music and dance. But we're getting there. <laughs> Five classes. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> All right, last question. Ooh. Uh, all right. What's something I would never guess about you? Uh, that's, I'm thinking too. I'm I know. going first because I have time to. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was that I got this place, snowboard in Nashville uh, when I was called my last year in college. And now I don't even snowboard, so most people would have no idea. <laughs> pretty good at it. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. So mine's kind of, I guess, on the same. I used to run cross country and um, I could run. Like I I would get whims. And I, re I remember it was one Memorial Day. I just got to, I want to go, go run. And I ran out there and came back. And by the time I was done, it was over 20 miles. I just ran. It was like it was like Forrest Gump. It was really it was really weird. But I could run forever and never and it never it never phased me. I took um, sixth in city in in high school here in the spring. So um, I love to run. Now it, it doesn't look like I run up the block. <laughs> I, pro I probably couldn't run up the block. Luckily, I have an older dog that doesn't want to run because when I take her out, it is just a leisurely leisurely stroll, and that's that's good for us. <laughs> Secret athletes over here. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Danielle, I, thank you so much for being on. It was such, uh, again, so informative. And I I don't know. I never never know the um, the level, again, with, we're going to go back to the energy. And I never know the, my, the energy is going to happen when I talk to people in our circle. But it always just, I, I'm, I think I'm good now for the rest of the day just to be on a high because, um, I, you know, we always do uplift each other. So I think that's it's so amazing. And I'm so happy again that you are released. You have released your program. Um, I'm going to put a link to your website. Um, so people who are interested in that can go check that out. Um, is there anything else that you would like to just um, leave the listeners with? Maybe a golden nugget or something else that might be coming up in your life or whatever, whatever you feel like gratitude. Honestly, Gary, you're saying this, you know, the energy that I do to you, but you've created space for it, and what's so amazing is you're putting it out there in the world. Like, it's accessible to anyone. And like a magnet, we're going to be attracted in, and I just, I am, it's an honor uh, to be here to share this and to know that this is reaching the people it needs to, and I just want to say thank you, and I'm so grateful 
And for each of you that's listening, I, I would end with this. You know, what are you grateful for today? Right? Write it. Keep writing it. Get at least 10 things down. I'm telling you, it might feel hard the first day to get 10, and then like I could probably write 100 things in a day. You just have no idea the things that are around you in every single moment. Uh, so, so start noticing them. Your life changes. You, you know, I'll, I'll add to the gratitude thing because there's something that I learned um, that I've added to my gratitude list. And it's not necessarily things that I'm grateful for right now, but the gratitude of what is about to come. So I'm thankful for, hey, and I write it as if it's already happened, right? And that's an important aspect. It really is an important aspect. So the, when I learn that little trick, I'm just like you. I can get hundreds of things on there that I'm grateful for and, you know, things that I'm happened in the past, in my present, and, and stuff that's about to happen in the future. So, oh, You dropped the golden nugget, because that's what it's all about. If you're grateful for things that aren't here yet, you're in the space, you're at the vibration, you're it in. And so right. you have to be there before you have it. And that's, that's the thing that we did all our lives. And that's the secret. <laughs> that little vibration. Yeah, I'm grateful for this has happened. Knowing your being is done, even though, like, the results don't show it, yes, it's happened. And that's the thing that's happened at all. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you again. I, I appreciate you and I can't wait to, uh, to meet up again and talk more. Yes, likewise. Have an awesome day. All right. We'll talk to you later, Danielle. Thanks for listening. If you found value in this episode, the best thing you could do is to please subscribe, rate, or review this podcast. If you'd like to further investigate how you can flip your mindset, feel free to contact me through my website at www.garrettgoggins.com. I can't wait to catch you on the next episode.